Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Chris Vaccaro Holiday Spectacular, brought to you by the Greenwich Street Tavern, America's number one Christmas bar. With me as always, Chris Vaccaro. <laughs> Nando, what is going on, my friend? Happy Thanksgiving week to you Thank and the you. family. And uh, Thanksgiving week, always one of my favorites. And uh, here we are. All right. That was, uh, I thought we were going to do more. Like for someone who won't shut up about Thanksgiving in every column he ever writes. And I love this day so much. I get to well, there's I mean, football from to... start to finish. I got all the Christopher Carroll bingo lines ready to go. Oh no, we're gonna get. I want. Well, we're yeah. gonna get into it. I just wanted to say hello, and you welcomed me into the show. I said hello to you and and the listeners. And uh, let's, let's get into, get into it. it. This is a lot. You have a rundown written out on paper. I have one that I texted you <laughs> that I did not share. You have with to guess you. Uh, which I was being serious about and which ones I was joking about. How about that? Mm. I know, it's actually probably pretty hard for you to figure out. (laughs) Just so so the listeners know at home, I I joked with Nando that I didn't do my own rundown for the show, so it was in his hands, and he panicked. I definitely did not panic. Let me tell you what I said. He he sent me a couple things. (laughs) The first one was Sam Darnold. (laughs) Is he a must-add? And I knew it. I could if If I had to guess on what was going to come back to me, it was going to be a Sam Darnold. Well, because it just happened, too. And I immediately I shot said, Sam Darnold must add, you're a Jets fan. How do you feel about Zach Wilson and Superflex? <laughs> Daryl Henderson obviously going to the Broncos. Where is he on your waiver priority list? I kind of know what buttons to push that will set Chris uh, off at this point. So, Yeah. No, there you go. And, and those three names pretty much did it. But, uh, yeah, there won't be much uh, Zach Wilson talk here. Uh, he's uh all right, but I do want to know this. So you, you've, answer. you've been in love mm-hmm. with uh, uh, not Garrett Wilson all season. Elijah Moore. Is that, I mean, like now that it's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that reminder. If, I, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson here. It's the weirdest thing I've seen, I think, in my life. Uh, just how the Jets just mm. keep striking out with these quarterbacks. If you. Oh, I, I just want to combine two pieces of news. Wait, I, I just got to jump go, in. Go ahead, go ahead. I just got to jump in on you on that one. I'm sorry. Uh, did you see the? I actually tweeted this. <laughs> yeah, oh God, that's a record. Adventure. What do you mean? This, but, two, this show's you, two seconds old. <laughs> I know. Uh, did you see the list of the like top 14 draft picks in Zach Wilson's draft last year? Like they're yeah. all hits. You know, like Jamar Chase was fit. Well, to be fair, they picked on the Jets. On, also on. picked. Oh wait, last okay, Zach Wilson's year, my uh, bad. Uh, so I thought I was thinking yeah, of rookies this year. Sorry. No, yeah. no, that that whole list. It was like you could have picked anybody else in the top fourteen overall, and it would have been a better pick than Zach Wilson right now. So okay. Would you drop just as all the preambles just to say, would you drop Elijah Moore for Kieran Will Kieran Williams? Yes. All right. Yes. 
I don't know how much. Fan, I mean, you yeah. you being his number uh, one fan, I don't know how much I mean, faith you have. Like, is it like? I have given Elijah Moore like so many chances this year. Whether it was okay, they're going back to Wilson, or okay, they're moving him into the slot now. I gave him another shot to revive his season. Um, Corey Davis went down with an injury. Okay, maybe this is Elijah yeah. Moore chance to step up. Uh, like, I, I feel like I've given him like seven opportunities and, and just made excuses and I just can't do it. And it's funny because watch Zach Wilson get benched here from Mike White and watch Elijah feed Moore him all day. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like feed him all day. So, I mean, at, at that point, I don't know what else to do. You just shake your head and move on at that point because, um, you know, how long can you hold this guy for? How can you roster him? Even in deep leagues, I'm still, you know, holding and rostering for. Um, in high stakes, you know, you see his ownership is several. It's still, like, right up there. It's still 95%. Nobody's dropping this guy. You can't drop talent. A matter of fact, you want to hear something Love crazy, to. Nando? He was he was dropped in the NFFC 14 team classic. Okay, that's, those, that's a crazy deep league. When you look at the waiver wire and there's absolute trash on it, like – Guys that don't even get like a snap, okay. And Elijah Moore last week was the um, was dropped two weeks ago. So last week I had a whole bunch of fab money, and it's getting late in the season. There's three weeks. I've been preaching this on our show. Like, what are you waiting for? If you're in contention to get to the playoffs and you have a ton of money left, you better start taking some shots because you only have a couple weeks left to to use it, and and that's it. Uh, I blew it all on Elijah Moore. It was like three. <laughs> that is the most. Three hundred. It was three hundred and thirty dollars, and and I'm sure the league, my league mates, um, were in on him too because the next highest bid was like two seventy seven. So I just nice. won the bid. Um, but that's the shot you take. You take at a fourteen team league. You know, you put him on the bench, and uh, you hope that something works out. Like a Mike White gets inserted as quarterback and has eyes for Elijah Moore, but. That's it. Enough talking about Elijah. Well, let me hit the other side of that. You excited for Thanksgiving, uh, Nando? Are you a big Thanksgiving guy? Uh, well, look, you uh, know our, our house not. has been destroyed by COVID. Uh, so, <laughs> COVID, COVID has wrecked. I'm our on home day ten, so I'm good now, right? Like I'm whatever. Yeah, but you said you you weren't even. No, like, I just got the stuffy nose still. It won't go away, but I always get a stuffy nose around this time. So. Yeah. Well, all our listeners knew about your runny. It wasn't runny. It was uh, stuffy. There's a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, anyway, so the kids, so the kids got it, like kids, we can't, we can't send them to school. We can't send them to the sitter. Uh, the grandparents can't come over and help. Mm-hmm. So it's been like four days yeah. of just, that's terrible way to, way to bring the mood. Well, it was just contextualizing. Down. Uh, yeah, I love Thanksgiving. So, you know, we're getting like catering for it now. So wait, are you saying that? Okay. So you're saying that there is no, uh, no, I'm going, we're going to, I'll go to Cafaso's no tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, the little plate. <laughs> for two, mm-hmm. <laughs> very exciting. It actually is. They make the best food. Yeah. Shout out to Cafasso's. I know you've never been there because you don't care about good Italian places, but delicious. Yeah, that's that's me. Good. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No. About places. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm yours. sorry that your Thanksgiving is uh, is ruined. I want to get all year, frothy right? hearing about yours. No, I love it. I, I love the week. I love the day. I think Thanksgiving week is one of the, the top three weeks of the year. And, you know, I've already said it. Thanksgiving day is my favorite day. And I think we have a great uh, three-game slate. Do you watch the parade? Um, uh, uh, games? No, That's I weird. don't watch the parade. 
ever. I mean, I'm a grown man. What am I supposed to do? Hey, have it on in the background. What do you? What's on your TV at ten o'clock in the morning? NFL weird. Six hours ahead of time, man. I mean, what's weird? Are you watching floats go up in the air and on well, TV? Like, oh, look at that one. I've seen it 37 years it's in a, a vibe. row. It's mm. a, it's a, it's a post. Don't make me, don't make me out to be a bad guy that knocks the. the oh, I'm sure, like you say, all of your your beloved listeners probably agree with you, and they'll probably do it in your comment section mm. as they ask yeah. a question. I just love, <laughs> I just love the day, Nando. From the morning straight through the day. I mean, just sitting down. I just have all my memories of of growing up and the whole family being over, just like you know it is now. But sitting down on the couch, watching the games, and then you know sitting eating the food in between games and just watching the Dallas game in the middle of the oh, day. Oh, sneak, sneak it upstairs. Memories the of, uh, sleep to look at some death charts, maybe. Or some mock, yeah, some mock draft that's boards. What it is. Mock yeah. Drafts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what game are you excited about, Nando? In, in your house? Are you watching any of Yeah, we'll watch Well, I don't know now, but I mean, usually I would just sit there and watch all three. Or they'd be on in the background. Do you have a particular favorite of the three games? No, you know, I don't uh, like it. That you're looking forward to this year because I'm a Giants fan, but I don't know. The mm-hmm. Vikings game seems interesting. The Lions, I'm very. The Lions yeah, are an interesting team right now. Actually, I left them for dead, and I guess I shouldn't have. Especially Jamison Williams back. Just, like people are very excited about Jamison Williams being back. People are. People are very excited about Jamison Williams. Uh, they should be. It's just I don't know if we're getting too. I don't think he'll be back and ready to play any time soon I, I think he's still a couple weeks away um but yeah this team is is exciting they're becoming fun to watch with dan campbell uh leading the way and i think this is going to be a really exciting game that that you know three four weeks ago you look up on the schedule and you see this game and you're like oh god it's going to be another stinker to start off thanksgiving day but um you know, the Lions are showing some life, and they play some exciting games. They play high-scoring games, and now Buffalo comes to town again. Um, you think they just stayed there? Weird. Oh. No, they didn't, actually. I don't know if you heard that. They they uh, said they were getting out of town. It was only a 45-minute flight from Detroit to Buffalo, so they were going to – it was a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. They were going to get right back on the plane, be home for Sunday night, and go through a normal – routine of being home and practicing at home and then leave again on Wednesday. So uh, Buffalo did not stay. I guess you're right. It's not that far away. No. Yeah. Buffalo is basically Ohio. You got to be licking. You got to be licking your chops. Thanks for the geography. um, You know, breakdown. Do you know where Buffalo is? But on a map. All right, go ahead. Thank you. Snoopy's nose. Um, did you ever have to draw the state of New York as a kid? Snoopy's head. No. You make Snoopy's head. Well, I don't know, geography, like third grade. It's like, draw Snoopy's... You're, you're, you're getting on. Draw you're Snoopy's head. Angry, as usual. <laughs> I'm going to have to hear about this. Yeah, go ahead. You're comments. like writing a column this week. You're I'm going to have to hear about this. I'm not a right. You know what? To our listeners that also read my uh, article each week, and I love you all, uh, there will be no article this week. Sorry, family time and Thanksgiving uh, getting in the way. So just the pod this week. So we'll get to as much uh, breakdowns of games, players, and if stuff. If you're wondering why the show is an no, hour and 52 minutes uh, long, that's why. Chris has a lot to get out. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how long we, we get into it. But listen, back to that game. Buffalo 
really surprising game this past week versus Cleveland. Um, you know, Josh Allen, NFFC score, only gave 16 fantasy points. He really laid an egg. So you have to expect an explosion. I know Diggs got in the end zone and scored here. But, you know, if you have that Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack uh, and you're going into these money weeks, these last three weeks before the fantasy playoffs here, they are going to light up the uh, they're going to light up the dome there in Detroit on Thanksgiving. You're not worried. Uh, you can see these two eating turkey legs. Like, I mean, this is a game. quick turnaround for a guy who needs Tommy John surgery, basically, right? He doesn't really need Tommy uh, John. That's an interesting But you know point. what I mean. Nah, like, yeah, I'm I mean, exaggerating. Listen, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're no doctor. You don't know what's going on there, okay? He wasn't even on the injury report late last week, and, and you haven't heard anything. So he looked I mean, okay Najee Harris me. he ran with a steel tone. The fantasy production. Two months, mm-hmm. and he wasn't on the injury report. Okay. All right. Listen, I can't argue that point. I'm just saying Jeffrey Okuda is out yeah. in the Lions uh, this Thursday. Another major blow if anybody was going to try and slow down Diggs, which even probably he wouldn't. But, um, you know, that's not going to be there. This is going to be a fun game. I'd be shocked if this game wasn't, like, really high scoring. Though the Vegas total is 54. I think we actually called that on last week's show, that it would be 55. Um, Bills are going to put up 35-plus in this game indoors. And uh, Josh Allen's probably going to go 404 touchdowns and – just going to be a matter of if Diggs or Gabe Davis puts up the video game numbers there. But the whole offense. And what do you think about this backfield here? It looks like James Cook is really starting to get involved. A lot of too. people love James Cook. Like, love James Cook. Um, Salfino mm-hmm. actually had a chat today. And I know how you feel about him. But he had a chat today. And he said something. Like, someone asked, like, hey, James Cook's team now, right? He could be a league winner. And Salfino's like, no, man. Like, no. Singletary, is still, he averages 4.4 yards a carry. He's like, he's got, he's rattled off a bunch of stats. And he's like, no. Let's not go overboard with this James Cook. Thing. It's, yeah, not like, that, it's not like it's not like Singletary's. It's not James Cook's team. I don't know why anybody. Right, would wait, say wait that. to no, insult Devin one of your comments. playing probably. great. All right. Whatever. Uh, Devin Singletary is playing very well, and it's still his backfield. The reason why I bring up James Cook is that he's getting yeah. more involved. Okay, and you could see him playing a complimentary role to Devin Singletary, and this offense is good enough where Cook can produce on 8 to 10 carries a game. I'm just saying he's getting into flex territory. If he is available on the waiver wire in your home leagues to our listeners, scoop him up because Singletary's one high ankle sprain or a wet, yeah. uh, or or injury away from James Cook being, and I hate to use the term because we all do it, but a league winner these last five weeks. James Cook would step in, be the lead back, get 15, 20 touches in a high-powered offense, and those are the type of moves you need to look ahead to. You know, those are the type of, of uh, you know, situations that open up, and all of a sudden, boom, you have a big-time player, a fantasy player on your hands. Would you drop playoffs. Deion Jackson so, for him? All right. I would. I would, but it's kind of yeah. similar. You know what I mean, Nando? It's, you know, Jonathan Taylor goes down. Now you have a, a top 15 back. Well, unless they go Jackson. with Zach Moss. Singletary goes down. You have a... Unless they go with Zach Moss. Well, I think Deion Jackson right, proved in his, you know, when he filled in the, the guy. But uh, let me get this out of the way. There. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Williams, is he like your number one waiver yeah. priority right now? I just want to know where to contextualize him for the rest of the show because I'm going to bring him up a lot. Okay, it's that's a typical Nando. You're right. Question. Oh, you know why? You're right. Why would they? I wouldn't know the starting what's on, running back. I wouldn't know what's team? available. 
<clears throat> no, you're missing the point. The point is that, you, you know, I wouldn't, you can't just say he's the number one guy. You don't know what's available in, in each league. Public but public service announcement. Let's, let's for all the make listeners. it this. When Chris does this, it's because he doesn't want his high stakes friends, listeners, to know what his strategy is for this week in the waiver wire. I don't, not at all, because Kyron Williams is not available in any high stakes league. He's been rostered and picked up so many weeks ago. <laughs> all right, I'm just I'm messing with you, man. Any high stakes <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yes, he is an ad. Uh, great. How about that? Um, 100%. And that's another, you know, move this week that just came out of nowhere. As a matter of fact, that happened today. Something's we- something weird is there. Uh, with the Daryl Hender. How weird was that? We're going to find something out because, you know, I don't know if you knew what happened in this game, but Daryl Henderson yeah. started the game. He got a four-yard a four yard carry and a five-yard carry, the first two plays of the game. Okay? Didn't look bad doing it. And I didn't see an injury when I saw it. So then he goes to silent and never said plays again. Something, Jordan Rodrigue tweeted, the, McVeigh said it was something like a, a, his knee was bothering him. I don't believe it. Uh, yeah, I mean, his knee was bothering, so you release him? I think, I mean, uh, yeah. There's something yeah. there. I, you know what? It must have happened. This is just a wild guess. He probably got two good, he probably got those two carries, looked good, he got subbed out, and he probably cursed McVay out as he walked off the field or his offensive coordinator or his running backs coach and never played again. Must have been like, what the F you taking me out for? I don't know, no, because, you know, they jerk him around so much. Like, you look at his game log and, like, you know, what, he'll follow up like 130 yard games with two, you know, two carries for four yards. So, like, it seems like he just eats it. It takes it. When did he have a 130-yard uh, game? Last year. And then they, uh, maybe two years ago. Oh. <laughs> you really want me to – do you want to play this game? Do you no, want to play, I, like, don't. I don't know no, Daryl Henderson's no, stats. <laughs> Daryl Henderson reference. Uh, Hold on. This is what you wanted. No, Why don't, don't you say something else room. about Thanksgiving while I look <laughs> this up? <laughs> What's your ideal plate for Thanksgiving, <laughs> Nando? What's on the ideal Nando – I don't play this Plate. game. No, I'm just happy. Uh, I'm not a good uh I'm not a good right, my bad. like you are, Nando. September 27, yeah, 2020, he, he had 120 wild. yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, apologize. I apologize to all the listeners out there uh, who, who were offended. No, just they know. They know by now that you like to just throw out wild faces. September 20th, 2020, and, uh, he had uh, a 121-yard game. 2020? What, what year? Oh, cool. But that's what not the point. Uh, okay, it is. Anyway, well, so... The point, the point uh, is, is he would, he would follow up show. his big games, and then McVeigh would yank him, and, like, you wouldn't see him again. Here it is. September 20th. The two games I just cited. September 20th, he had the 121-yard game. September 27th, he had the 120-yard game. Scored a touchdown in both. They had the Giants the next week on October 4th. Eight carries for 21 yards. That's what they do to Daryl Henderson. And then it was like 15 for 38, okay. 14 for 88, 15 for 63, uh, and then 8 for 47, 7 for 28, 8 for 5. Like, they jerk him around, man. Like, it's like he'd have these good games. Okay, so October the 3rd, 2021, that, you know, 14 for 89. had enough of it. 27 receiving. All right, enough, <laughs> yeah. Nando. Nobody cares. I do because, oh, my God. How infuriating. I think he's shown his skill, and I think you should pick up Daryl Henderson this week because someone's going to sign him like the Broncos. Okay, well, he's someone's yeah. got to sign him. Um, maybe the maybe the Broncos will. Uh, that's another weird one. Melvin Gordon gets released yesterday. So everybody's just dropping these unhappy backs on these teams that are going nowhere. 
And, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon. Maybe they dropped him to get Melvin funny. Gordon. funny. He was... Uh, All right, go ahead. That's possible. Sorry. So, you know, Melvin Gordon, <laughs> that was weird as well. He fumbles on the one-yard line right before halftime. But it's not like they didn't go back to him. He was catching balls in the second half. Um, but he gets released. That's a weird running back room now. Just Latavius Murray, who was on the street this... Uh, year is the lead back it looks like with marlon mack probably getting called up to to be behind him and don't forget about mike boone you know i don't know mike boone's timeline to come back but he's been out a while it seems like uh you know he can't be too far off from returning and if he returns i wouldn't be shocked if mike boone is the lead back in denver again down the stretch weeks 14 through 18 you know so that's a weird situation. Um, I just want to go back to the Rams real quick because it's so crazy, that whole situation there. All of a sudden, Cam Akers got 14 carries for 61 yards. Didn't look terrible either. So, you know, I know everybody's jumping on the Kyron Williams bandwagon here, but it's not like they went straight to Kyron Williams and rode him the whole uh, rest of the game. It's kind of more Akers, so... Now that Henderson's out of the way, I want to see what a Rams game looks like with both Akers and Williams and who the lead back is and or if it's just one of these 50-50, 60-40 type splits. But either way, they should all be rostered, all these guys, uh, because just the running back depth in fantasy right now is is really bad. So you got to take shots on these I'm situations. pretty sure, I think Dave, uh, Dave Richard tweeted it out. Kyron Williams uh, played a lot of snaps. Like He didn't get a lot of carries, but he had a ton of snaps. I had 35 for 55% of the snaps, which I think was more than everybody else. I think. Well, Akers got 14 carries. I didn't look at the snap percentage. I should have. Um, I'm assuming that Akers played a nice chunk, uh, too. Akers played, Akers played 39. He played 39% so of the snaps. Yeah. So, you know, you're probably looking at a 50-50 split going forward but i'll tell you this going into this week they're 14 and a half point underdogs in kansas city uh if matt stafford i don't even care who's the lead back who isn't the lead back anything if matt stafford isn't under center in this game i'm not touching anybody i'm not starting any ram okay we talked about it last week there's got to be a startable piece in this rams offense Allen robinson got in the end zone I think he was four for 45 and a touchdown. That's not bad. You know, yeah, I gave 14 fantasy points yeah. in PPR. Uh, I was going to look at him as like a wide receiver three slash flex going forward. If Stafford was the quarterback and Higby um, was still going to be on a tight end one radar top 10. Um, those were going to be the two pieces. But I'll tell you now, if Stafford's not there and you have to wonder what they're going to do, with Stafford, not only this week, but going forward. He can't play this. He, he cannot. He, he, there's concussion. no way he plays this week. I agree. I, I don't I don't think they'll do that with a veteran quarterback that just picked up his second concussion in, like, what, 10 days? Yeah. 14 days? I mean, once on you get the second one, it's usually all right. Exactly. That's my point. You know, on a team going nowhere, it's like, all right, pump the brakes. You know, we still want him to be our quarterback next year. When everybody gets healthy, Cooper Cup is back. Maybe we give it another run or something like that, but they're not going to hurry this guy back, and uh, that's trouble ahead. I don't start any Ram if um, if 
you know, the kid Perkins or, or Walford. Is, is it's weird that, center. well, I mean, it sucks about Walford being hurt because I actually kind of like him a little bit. Oh, it's the oh, most non thing in the would. world. Oh, Why wouldn't I? Would. Did you watch the game two uh, weeks ago? has a bad he was first the quarterback? game, man. Like, you know, uh, the best quarterback in fantasy had a bad five games to start the season, right? Or four, however many it was. Wolford's pretty good, man. Wolford ran for a oh. ton of yards in college. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, he, what was it, the MVP of the AFL or something like that? Was it the MVP? I didn't look up my <laughs> AFL. All right. Sorry. I, I got to go back and check on who the MVP of the uh, 2017 uh, Arena League was, uh, whatever you're right, referencing sorry. right now. Next. Oh, you, hey, look, you, you wrote an entire thing down. I have stuff I can talk about. <laughs> yeah, ahead, buddy. So what do you think of Sam Darnold? I know you want, I know you're just, I know you're just waiting to bring up no, no, Austin no. Hooper. No, you know what? You made a big deal lap. out of that. And I all I did it. was I said his name. I, I know it. Like the most added or something. Oh, you're so humble. Oh, you're going to be humble now. But meanwhile, you sent 42 <laughs> text messages last Thursday night with Austin <laughs> Hooper scores. <laughs> Text bombing me. That's okay. a difference. Can I bring up some? You know what? The people at home, uh, does this bother you guys? Maybe maybe it's just me, but does anybody have a friend that instead of just sending like one text with like everything they need to say in it, they just send text after text with just like three words, like, oh my God. You know, they're just like text, 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 text. Like, I know Nando a guy like that. is a say five words, text it, then and then all your phone all you hear in your pocket is like buzzing over and over and over and over. And you look down and you have like 18 text messages and it's all from Nando and it's just like one long conversation just broken up instead of I don't know. That's Nando, just so you all know. Okay. It's something that some people do it. It's you know, I'm just, I'll say everything I got to say in one text messages. If it's long, Unless it's a rundown. so be it, but All right. uh, whatever. So that's, uh, that's that. How about Tony Pollard in this Dallas offense, Nando? Um, you think it's Dak Prescott? You think he this, came back and just fixed it? Mm, no, I think Tony Pollard's just getting, uh, you know, more of the pie here and they're starting to, I don't want to say that they're going to turn the backfield over to him. It's not going to happen, but they're putting him on the field more. They're giving him more opportunities. And I think uh, seeing Tony Pollard run down the field wide open and Dak hitting him for that long touchdown pass is just a dynamic in this offense that just brings another wrinkle to it. And I think we're within seven days of Odell Beckham signing in Dallas uh, this whole thing with he's meeting with Dallas and the Giants and he's going to make his choice. So th- listen, Good for him, man. I, I hope he's got cameras right now. Too. I could tell you right now. They, <laughs> you know, he. It's so funny. Dallas is playing Giants on Thanksgiving. Don't be shocked if like Odell is like in. Like, oh yeah, in they'll show him a billion times. Like a billion times. Oh, he's such a yeah. He's such a you know. He wants all the the cameras on him. And, you know, they're going to make it out like uh, it's the sweepstakes for Odell. Like, whoever wins this game, Odell will probably sign with them. They'll be in the driver's seat. You know, the 
stuff like that. It's never going to happen. He'll never come to the Giants again with Daniel Jones in this offense. I don't care if they have no receivers. He's going to Dallas. He wants to be in the spotlight. Uh, Dallas this Thanksgiving is going to absolutely pump the Giants. And I'm a Giants fan. I love the Giants. I already laid the eight and a half points with the Dallas Cowboys. It's up to nine and a half. The line should be 13. Okay? That's a little gambling tip uh, for you people at home. Dallas is going to kill <laughs> the Giants on Thanksgiving. This Giants team is falling apart. Falling apart. Defensively, offensively, they lose the kid Juan oh, Robinson. It, that really does suck. That hurts their offense big time. They're down to nothing. Tarius Slayton is like the last man standing. The guy was a, a healthy scratch for like the first seven weeks of the season. Now he's by far their only option in the pass game. Uh, it's just amazing what this Giants offense has morphed into. But they keep and, winning. I mean, like, they keep doing uh, well. I mean, like, No, they don't keep winning. They just got slaughtered. Uh, why? Everyone's Lions allowed a bad Giants game. Stadium. But, I mean, they've had this situation all year, like losing wide receivers. They they didn't have – Bernando, they, they didn't have this team that they just put out there, right? They, they had a healthy defense, a, a surprisingly pretty good defense the first – Seven, yeah. eight weeks of the season. Now they're losing that Dory sucks. Jackson. They're losing pieces all over the defense. They're playing with all backups now in the secondary. Yeah, Kenny Galladay, down. though. Um, <laughs> I knew. There it is. Nando Do Bingo it. at home if you're playing. There it is. He got his Kenny Galladay reference in. Um, <laughs> how disappointing was the Barkley? I, I know I'm jumping all over, but it was so – that was what ruined my week 10 – uh, I'm sorry, week 11 this past Sunday was Saquon Barkley's fantasy performance versus the Lions. We were all oh, run, know, run, licking run, our man, lips. All day against the Lions, yeah. We knew it. I mean, come on. There wasn't anybody that didn't have Barkley as the top player in fantasy going into last week versus the Lions at any position. He was the guy. He was going to drop God knows how much. What's he going to go for? Could he go for 200 yards? And he ran for, I think the final number was what, like 18 yards? I mean, he gave like five fantasy points. It was one of the biggest fantasy disappointments I could ever remember on a player that didn't get hurt and played a whole game. Um, that was absolutely a, a huge letdown for all my Barkley teams. Really thought I was getting a 30-35 point fantasy performance, so... This giant team is just going in the wrong direction, and I won't be shocked. They're seven and three right now. They won't make the playoffs. I don't think anyone that. would be shocked by that statement. All right. I, mean, I don't think anyone believes in the Giants. I would be more shocked if you were like the Giants will make the playoffs. I don't think either. How about this? Uh, okay, maybe, but it's you know they're seven and three. That's I think everyone you know, thinks they suck, man. Like the, the they, trendy thing is to say they suck. They do. Mm -hmm. All right. They're not a good team. How about then? Neither New York team will be in the playoffs. And two weeks ago, they were both, what, four and five games over yeah. 500? And the arrows were pointing up. Everybody was in love with these New York teams. But, you know, they. I think I think we all were like, eh, easy. You know, they're not as good as their records are. And now it's they get hurt a little bit. Zach Wilson's situation's a disaster with the Jets. The Giants are all banged up, and their schedule is brutal down the stretch. They have like one game that I think they could win. You Which know, one? They're, they're going to be an eight. Um, probably at home versus Washington. 
and, and Washington right now is playing really good football, and their arrows pointing up. Uh, they're getting Chase yeah. Young back, and uh, offensively they're clicking a little bit with Heineke. A lot. They're clicking the a lot with Heineke. They, you know what it is. You know what it is, Nando. With football, you could just see certain teams at this point. We're you know where we are in the season. You just see some teams that they just that playing well together. They believe in their coach. They 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 like each other. There's no like uh, locker room yeah. friction. Oh, dude, how you about know, Justin Fields? Like, uh, right. So exactly. So like Justin Fields, you see the article today about he stood up in front of the locker room and he was like, "I take accountability." Blah blah blah. For the loss, we should have won, and the defensive guys stood up and were like, no, no. You know, like, just that's a team. You That's a team from a gambling aspect. Yeah. You want to bet yeah. on. It doesn't matter if they're favorites on the door. You know they're going to play Carolina Panthers, too. Panthers they're not going like to come that. out and lose by 30. Right. You know, a, a team like Denver, okay, That and, and don't get me started on Denver again this week because – Denver, I had, a, I had a, a really solid gambling week, and the one game I lost gambling-wise was Denver, and I don't know how I lost that game still because everything had to go wrong down the stretch for Denver to lose that game. And that team and that locker room oh, dude. is in shambles. They hate Russell Wilson. They That coach Toast. is so bad, Hackett. It, it's just an absolute mess. I had uh, mess. $5 on Russell Wilson anytime touchdown. I figured... If this team liked Russell Wilson, then uh, the new Kubiak in charge of the offense would be like, mm. yo, let's get Russell to run one in. Let's use his legs. Let's go. Let's go. Nothing. And that's that tell. I think that to me, I know it sounds weird, but to me, that's a tell. You know what I mean? Like, th- like a team will, will like you look at the Panthers and they were just like, everyone loves PJ Walker. Everyone do anything for PJ Walker. You know what I mean? Like you just see it. Boom, boom, boom. Like you can just feel it. Like you watch those locker room speeches. You watch them play. You know, they're mm-hmm. just like, and it's yeah. weird. Like, get Christian McCaffrey out of there. Dante Foreman is, Deontay Foreman is, you know, like, embraced. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's just, like, loving everybody. That Denver team, yeah. if you install a new play caller like that, you're going to do something different? They did nothing different. Yeah. Nothing. Get Russell Wilson yeah. anytime. I gotta do, you know what? Yeah. I might go back to that well again. I might do another Russell Wilson. Now they had another week. No, you did almost have it. You did almost have it. It's funny because I had to play Russell Wilson in a handful of leagues, which I haven't played Russell Wilson in a long time, but with certain uh, ones, uh, certain quarterbacks of mine on a bye week this past week and others in, in bad positions, I had to start Russell Wilson. And I was like, all right, I'm not even, I don't even hate it. Because he's at home, he's playing his Raiders defense. He comes right out first drive. He actually threw a touchdown pass that they call back and they put the ball back on the one yard line. Okay, it was a passing touchdown. They call it back after review, which I don't know how they overturned it. They put it at the one yard line, and of course Latavius Murray falls into the end zone yeah. on the next play. And then it just it never happened again. It's just really frustrating to watch that team. That team goes three and out. They. They run the ball on first down for five, you know, for three or four yards. They run the ball on second down for three or four yards. Russ throws an incompletion. They get off the field. It's just a terrible, terrible yeah. offense. And I still believe that the only reason Hackett got that job in Denver was because they thought he was going to, if they hired him, then Aaron Rodgers would come over uh, and be the quarterback. And uh, it, well, I think everybody believes happened, that. So. Uh, he's he's a one and done. I I, I think everyone believes that too. Uh, uh, yeah, shame. All right, let's go off Chris's rundown. Let's see what you got. 
What's number one no, says talk no, about no. my gambling. <laughs> we did we did my whole run already. <laughs> oh, you you blew you blew right past my favorite weeks of the uh, the year. You didn't tell me what are your favorite weeks. I thought this was interesting. Year? I thought it was a good if question. I had to tell you. I said I said Thanksgiving week. You, well, because you as usual you jumped in and you switched the subject. So oh, I my went, bad. I went I right to fantasy sports it, advice but... on a fantasy on a fantasy podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That's a good <laughs> sorry one. About but we that. can interrupt this fantasy podcast. I was saying that Thanksgiving week was one of my top three. Favorite weeks of the year. You have college basketball on during the daytime to bet on. Uh, you know, you, then you World get Cup. The, the Are you betting on World Cup? Family gets together. The World Cup this year. But in, you know, most weeks, most years, there is no World Cup. By the way, uh, now you're going to get me to go off script. You went to the World Cup? No. This soccer? I'm sure you not are, right? That's a, not that even weird? a little bit. Why? If I if I speak to you on a, a random Sunday during football season, you're watching soccer games instead of well, I bet uh, my football. in-laws. That's what I mean. They're, yet, they're, the world I'm Cup an Inter Milan family. I'm married into an Inter Milan family. I have no choice. Wow. So you have no interest. You don't watch. These, I'm not going to uh, pretend like I do. Right? Like I mean, sure I'll watch. Like if it's on, maybe maybe like when they get to the final eight. Well, I you know what I'm shocked at. Italy is not in the World Cup. How does this even happen? Screwed up in qualifiers. They won the Euros. They screwed up in qualifiers. But Italy not in the soccer World Cup? Like, it's like, that would be like, uh, you know, like, please, please make a racist statement. Qualifying for hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Go. (laughs) It'd be like, it'd be like Canada not qualifying for the hockey uh, Olympics. No? I mean, would you like another one? I've. That would be like Ireland, not like. Uh, All right, fine. No, that was that was it. I just thought. I mean, it's crazy that Italy isn't in the World Cup. But anyway, uh, all right. Wow, I'm shocked, Nando. Nando's not watching the World Cup. I don't know why. Like, soccer. I'll put it on a little Go bit. Figure. But like, uh, like I'm just not like, hey, I got to turn on this Ghana game right now and see what's happening. <laughs> I got to go watch Portugal. If you'll excuse Dude, me, I got to go watch Portugal right now. I am not a soccer guy at all. Um, obviously, being in the bar business, these games are on and they're pretty popular. So I try every four years for a couple of weeks. Are you open? Are you open at eight? This crap is on. All right. yeah, no. Oh God, no. But I will say this: uh, in past years, if there was a game on at like nine a.m., a big one, like you know, we would get phone calls and and open. We would, and we That's would right. open for it. If we had like a huge following and it was like, you know, gets down to like the final eight teams and it's like a big, you know, you know, matchup between like England and yeah. Italy, just say, you know, then we would open. Anyway. And yet you um, won't do Christmas karaoke every Thursday. Well, you I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Unbelievable. that is a money making. You know what it is? I can't. So back to my point. Oh, right, your five favorite weeks. Christmas yeah, karaoke thing. No, no, no. We'll get to that in a second. But the soccer, so I'm giving it a shot, right? And it just infuriates me because I'm watching like the USA game yesterday. Okay. You know, it takes so much to score a goal in these games. It's like watching paint dry. And then, you know, USA is up one nothing, And this guy, he gets tripped like... In front of the, not in front of the goal, like in front of like, you know, he's like 15 feet away. His back is to him. Like, 
you know, he was not scoring a goal. The pass goes to him, and he gets tripped a little bit, and they give him, it's like when you call a penalty kick inside the box, it's like just handing a team like a goal pretty much. Like, you got to make it a little more difficult. You can't just call anything for a penalty shot. Anyway, that's my little uh, spiel uh, with, with soccer that bothers me. It's like... Oh, that it's boring? You can't call it. You flopping. can't call it. No, I, I wouldn't even say it's boring. Everybody that doesn't like soccer is like, oh, I can't get into it. It's too boring. I'm just saying that. Like, you can't call a penalty kick where it's like handing a team a goal when it's so hard to score a goal. Just... You know, I can understand if the guy's like on a breakaway and he gets tripped, you know, or he's wide open and the guy tackles him right in front of the net, like stuff like that. But if, if you're like inside the box, like all the way up at the corner and you get tripped inside the box, like you don't give the guy a, you know, a free shot at net to tie the game. Like that's just. You're crazy. listening to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast starring Chris Vaccaro, by the way. If you're just tuning in. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry we went off on a soccer tangent. Well, just fast forward. You went uh, off on a soccer tangent. Off of you going off on a tangent, trying to talk All about right, your just, five favorite weeks minutes. of the year. Mm. What are your five right. favorite weeks of the year? I thought it was anyway. a fantastic question. You should tweet that out, actually. I bet you get a lot of quote tweets off of that. I know. We, that, that was going to be our one uh, we go off topic from fantasy football uh, You know, question was top three uh, favorite I weeks like five. of the year. I actually like five. Because Thanksgiving is one of them. You asked for, did five? you ask for five? All right, I'm going to, I'm going to bang them out. I'm going to do them real quick and then we're going to get wanna, back to uh, some Valentine's Day is number one for stuff. you. I know you're romantic. Yeah. 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 Cause it's a day, not a well, week. the whole week. Anyway. You, you get to buy gifts. You, uh, get, you plan out when you're going to buy flowers. We've talked about this. Last week of the summer, Right around Labor Day week with all our fantasy football drafts. That's my top week yeah, right there. Draft boards. Drafting yeah. every night. Every night with a draft board. Second. Different draft board every night. Second is March Madness week. Okay. March Madness week is another great one. Uh, from Selection Sunday until the following Sunday. Second best week. Thanksgiving week. And then the week after uh, from Christmas Day to New Year's Day with all the bowl games on all day and night. Always a uh, an enjoyable week. Those are my favorite weeks. Of did you ever see the end? Did you ever see the end of the Godfather Three? Uh, Where old Michael Corleone? Yeah. I don't think I'm spoiling this for anyone. Uh, is all alone in a chair, yeah. like ninety something, just dies by himself. Probably regrets most of his life. Yeah, that's how I yeah. see you. Yeah, is that gonna be me? <laughs> wow, <laughs> your three that's favorite really weeks mean. of the year all have to do with sports. Sports, yeah. yeah. All right, what are uh, yours? Exactly. Was, uh, I would say, was, anyway, like the not the week before Christmas, the week before the week before Christmas, and the week before that, because it feels like everyone's skipping work and drinking at like one o'clock and having a good time, you know. And like, there's not a lot of work to do. People are relaxed. You're having fun. <laughs> you're buying Christmas gifts. I like those two weeks a lot. So your favorite, your favorite two weeks are the second and third yeah. week of December. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, random second weeks. Third, yeah, random weeks with exactly. nothing going on. Yeah. And I'm the I'm weird say one. Okay, probably the good. week before Halloween, but like only like Northeast, the you know, like before Halloween leaves. You know what I mean? It's just like there's that that, that smell, like the maple syrup yeah. smell there. Okay, I would say wow. maybe July Fourth week. Just That's wow. a lot of fun. Before, before, or after? Maybe okay. after actually. So, so my weeks are <laughs> not a lot of a sports lover, a fantasy on a fantasy <laughs> show. My 
mine won't resonate, but yours will. Our right, listeners will on, definitely man. know that maple glazed, uh, whatever. Kadarius Tony, how bad did he screw everybody in the fantasy world? I don't think you can blame. I don't think you weak. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Blame yourselves. Blame ourselves for going back in on this guy. He's got hamstrings made of uh, of silly string. But also, like, uh, and it's just when a guy uh, gets traded, when a wide people receiver couldn't gets tra- talk oh, yeah, about good, Kadarius. Yeah. People couldn't hype up Kadarius Tony enough. People calling him a borderline wide receiver one by the time the end of last week came. Okay, with Hardman going down, Juju not being there. People, Kadarius Tony, he was the number one start of the week on any site, any radio show, anything. Just all you heard last week was Kadarius Tony. It was like we should have seen this coming a mile ahead with a zero. Not a zero. You know? A three. And, a three. Not a zero. No, not a zero. But just, just to have this in this type of season, just to have this stuffed back in our face after drafting this guy, holding on to him, him laying an egg, doing nothing for seven, eight weeks. Then he gets traded. We still can't play him. Then it's like we all get excited because he moves up the depth chart. Now it's finally time to cash in your Kadarius Tony shares. And boom. Early first quarter, injury, zero. There you go. Thanks for coming. I don't even care when this guy comes back and says he's healthy again and he's back in there. I'm not playing him. I am never playing this guy the rest of the year. Come see me again next year and, and let me know where he's going in drafts before I can say that uh, I won't be in on No, that's unfair. Ball. He just got Thomas. traded, right? Like, I mean, like, it takes a little while. It takes a little while for you to learn a playbook. Like, you don't matter, like... I know when you trade a running back, like a running back could just show up and be like, let's go. You know, I'll be 27 for 102 and a touchdown. No problem. You, you get a wide receiver. Yeah. Like that first game is like 37% of the snaps, three targets, one catch, 12 yards, maybe one run for four yards. He's been there three that's weeks. Still, it's still, the point, it's still the point early. Is, it's not saying that he doesn't know the, the point is that he doesn't know the book. He's just re-injured now with his hamstring. Um, the point is now though, you can't play this guy because He's at risk as soon as he steps on the field in the game to get hurt again and right. be on the sideline. His hamstrings, there's something physically wrong with this guy that his ha- his hamstrings been hurting him for a year and a half. Like, dude, off season, like shut it down now. Go get reconstructive hamstring surgery on both hamstrings and we'll see you next year. Like enough is enough. I never heard of such a thing. Guy's like an 85-year-old with his hamstrings. Like you get hurt again. All right, I'll, I will Come say on. this. I'm not 100% sure in this year of, like, Cam Akers quitting and, like, players kind of taking their own, not free agency, but, you know, the free agency in the, you know, the, the, the mm. I guess, the literature sense. Uh, like, I'm not sure he was that hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much of that was him just being like, you tried to trade me. You want nothing to do with me. All right, Giants. Like, you're not going to play me even if I'm healthy, even though I had a couple big games last year. And had a pretty decent season last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe my hamstring still hurts, buddy. And now maybe now maybe it's my right hamstring. Okay. Yeah. You know? And that may be fine. And and you might be right about that. And I'm sure at some point, um, you know, it became like, all right, I'm not playing for you guys. You don't want me. I don't want to play for you. Right. Get me out of here. And as soon as you moved to Miraculous. Kansas City, he was like, fine. But here he is. Right. Yeah, the hamstring right. injury, though. That's my point is, so, you know, what are we talking about here? We're talking about karma. He's obviously got some issues. Well, 
I mean, right. either way. So now what? Um, there was some really bad games this past Sunday, Nando. This Ravens-Panthers game was brutal. Pan- uh, the Patriots-Jets. Like, just every Sunday, don't you feel like there's just so many shit games? Yeah, well, they're all your beloved 4 o'clock you know? games. Like, you get... Well, not all, actually. Right. I take that back. What was? Like, it always seems about? like those 4 o'clock, 425 games the are bad. bad games yeah. are at 4 o'clock, no, the or bad the good ones games are, like are at 4 like The bad, what boring ones are, like, 4 usually. Not this week, and there were a bunch of good ones, well, but usually they're those. Panthers are good, man. Panthers are I stout mean, the defense. Cowboys came out and beat the Vikings 40-3. to Huh? Was that a good game? All right, there you go. No, it wasn't a good game. No. I guess Bengals-Steelers I mean, was good. games were 1 o'clock games. Bengals-Steelers were actually pretty good. That was a high-scoring game. Um, very weird. I'm watching that game. It's like midway through the second quarter, and Higgins and Boyd didn't have a catch. I mean, Higgins then went on like an absolute roll, I guess. He must have looked at Burrow and was like, dude, well, yeah. what are you doing here? Um, and then Burrow just peppered him the rest of the game, and he wound up with the big numbers that we were hoping for. Uh, like nine for 150. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Bengals offense now. They're on a roll. Um, I was surprised to see our boy Matty Modica tw- uh, tweeted out um, the other day, and it took me by surprise. The uh, NFFC scoring for quarterbacks this year. Burrow is up to number three. Wow, nice. After an ugly so, start. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, After an ugly start. Again. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why it took me by surprise. I would have guessed like you know sixth or seventh, but um, yeah, he's he, he's um, I think oh, that is weird. Look, I'm. I mean, I, I know, I know, it's Mahomes number one. I think it was Josh Allen two, and then Burrow three. I think. Where's Fields? Could that be ahead of Hurts? Fields was already yeah. top six. How about that? I think. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, but Burrow up That's, to three. So I'm looking at his game log, right? And, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, mm-hmm. this has to be a bad year for quarterbacks. It's like Joe Burrow has had, like, I'm like, okay, what did I miss? It has to be. Wait, 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 wait. It has to be a bad year for quarterbacks? Have you been living yeah, under have, a rock uh, for the first 11 weeks of the I've been doing a lot of season? fantasy baseball research. It's a terrible year. Look, well, so here's good, the thing. Good. Well, at least at least when fantasy baseball season comes around. I guess he's like ready. he has four games of three or more passing touchdowns. But I mean, like his game log is mm-hmm. for just for passing yards. Which I know, like you know, for you know, twenty five gets you a point. But like three fifty five this last week. But he was two oh six with one against Carolina, two thirty two two against Cleveland. He was forty one three against Atlanta. And 303 against New Orleans. And then back down to 217-1 against Baltimore. 287-2 against Miami. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you look at his game log, you're like, wow, this guy is number three. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, he's coming on hot now. You know, he had the huge game. Um, well, obviously, he put up a big game this week. But well, I guess when was the game uh, versus Carolina? That's, you know, so that all factors into it. So it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is... Jalen Hurts is right there, so he must be number four. Um, what was the game? I know he he the Mixon big game was three weeks ago. So after that, uh, Burrow put up an, another big game, and so he's been coming on really strong. But he's gonna get Jamar Chase back. I don't know about this week. Everybody still, I think, feels like Chase is gonna be back this week. I think they hold him out another week. I think this is too quick. The guy was on crutches midweek last week. I doubt he's going to jump off these crutches, be in practice, and they're going to start him this week. So I I look for like a week 13 yeah. return. 
from yeah. Jamar Chase. And then who knows? Maybe this offense is the offense that you could latch on to and can win you a lot of uh, money down the stretch. But uh, Burrow is one I mean, Who are you going to latch on to right now? Uh, well, I'll tell you because that's the two guys I want to bring Boyd. up right here as we're talking quarterbacks. Was uh, We talked about him last week. was Justin Herbert. Um, and now it kind of sucks that it looks like Mike Williams came back and yeah. went right back out with re-aggravating the high ankle sprain. But Keenan Allen looked okay. And um, Herbert just is fully healthy now. You could just tell when you're watching him these last couple weeks. So it's a shame that Mike Williams uh, got hurt. But if he had that whole combination, if he had the whole group together again, you know, I, I would really be, you know, pumping up Herbert here for these Actually, last Chris. six weeks. But let me do this because you just made me think of something because I have to. So I've, I've been writing these NFL preview game things that show up as the athletic staff. And I was just writing about Najee Harris. You know how he like played with the steel toe and like had a list Frank sprain and like shouldn't have actually list Frank sprain. It should have actually been playing. Uh, but now he's like, you know, got mm-hmm. two straight 90 yard games, scored touchdowns, doing fine. And Jalen. Well, who's Lawrence your end of season? Now. Like, so Herbert would be the QB, right? Who's your end of season all-star team? Like I know you do every week your uh your God. You know, your your studs. But like Herbert would be your quarterback, right? Would Najee Harris be one of your running backs? I guess it would call it like a bounce back or like your I don't want to call it league winners. Wait, wait. wait. I I don't know what you're I, you, I, explain what you're trying to ask me here again. Wait, who my for the last team? for the last of what? For like the next six weeks, let's say. Uh, uh Okay, so who for have, the next six who have weeks, underperformed up to this point. It's pretty good, right? It's a good question. Of players that underperformed that I would want. The well, look, rest you talked about league. Herbert, right? And you basically what you said about Herbert mm-hmm. was exactly the same thing I was thinking about Najee Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I, All right, don't worry about it. I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you don't know these teams. You know, you don't know these teams no, really no, no, well. No, You're not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Relax, Nanda. Relax. <laughs> like with Cortland, with Cortland, uh, players that under. No, just because of Russell Wilson, um, he's already started to take off these last couple weeks. But Terry McLaurin, you love him, yeah, would, right. would be on. Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, he had a great first two weeks, then got hurt, disappeared. He's starting. I'm to not gonna. Pick I can't accept again that. now. That guy's already. He's 100 percent. Can't accept that. rostered, and everybody thinks he's a stud already. Wait, I mean, well, I mean, your question as it's not big at all, actually. So what guys? Are who just... are the guys who have sucked? <laughs> who could actually turn around and be great for the next six weeks and be like, oh, that guy got me seventeen points every week for the last six weeks? Um, like Michael Gallup's not going to do well, that, right? I was just going to say, perfect, Keenan yeah, Allen, right. he's a nothing. I mean, Keenan Allen is definitely a candidate for that. Who's your tight end, Trey Trey McBride, you want to say he sucked for the first eight weeks? Well, he was barely whatever. playing. You know, Cole Komet, that would be I the feel guy. Like he's, already there. Uh, he's blown up though yeah. three weeks already. You know, um, there's got to be someone on the Patriots, that's right? It. Patriots are such an unwatchable I team. I know. I'm sorry, they just like if you. You know what the problem now with the Patriots is? You look at every team, and there's always one, maybe two guys that you focus in on fantasy. Patriots are just one of those teams. Now, the Patriots actually started coming around the corner. What's interesting with them is 
they had the guy that you could actually tune in and watch a Patriots game and get excited for because they had a borderline yeah. RB1, at least we thought, with Ramondre Stevenson. So everybody's excited about Ramondre Stevenson, me included. I have some shares. And what happens? Damian Harris comes back healthy now, looks really good doing it, and you could forget about Ramondre Stevenson as a top 12 RB1 that you could lock in and load and expect 20 something fantasy points from you know around 20 points from because that's what we're all dying for here nando in fantasy right now is who's the this is why the mahomes and kelsey teams are destroying everybody it's just because there's less than like six consistent fantasy players you know austin eckler every week is 20 something right right exactly points you know you know if you have austin eckler Boom, you're, every week you're going to get 20, maybe even 30, somewhere. He's just a stud. Kelsey, same thing. Mahomes, same thing. Jalen Hurts for you know most of the year has been like that. There's not that many guys in fantasy this year that usually we get like maybe 8, 10, 12 studs. There's not that, you know, Justin Jefferson, uh, we could say that, but Justin Jefferson's had weeks like this past week where he was 3 for 33, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Justin Jefferson. I'm a Justin Jefferson owner, and I love having the guy. But, you know, six points. Yeah. This That's not like him. He's um, a very consistent – his whole thing is consistency. No. Yeah, it's it's just – it's tough. And that's why in fantasy people are just getting destroyed by the Mahomes teams, the Kelsey teams, and then God forbid you have a Mahomes and Kelsey stack. They're just killing By the way, we got, we got another we got another. Let's get on another – just in case anyone's wondering where little we're tight at. End to, little tight end talk. Uh, speaking of quarterback, so Herbert, and wait, I, I don't want to get to the tight end yet because besides saying Herbert um, is the arrows pointing up and I think he can make a run at a top five fantasy finish. He'd be definitely be one of the top five quarterbacks I'd want yeah. the rest of the season. But I think we got to really start talking about Dak, you know, in this offense. And he could be that league-winning quarterback, I think, going forward here. In this offense, uh, the only thing that might hurt him, honestly, is his defense is so good. He's going to prevent him from getting into these big-time shootouts. So uh, I'm liking what I see out of Dak right now. And then, once again, you know, add into the fact that Beckham probably is in uniform within the next couple weeks here. And now if you have C.D. Lamb with Beckham, Schultz, and Gallup out there on the field with two solid running backs in the backfield, uh, Dak is going to be that consistent 303 touchdowns every week. And right now that's what we're looking for is consistency. There's not that many quarterbacks you can turn to besides Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, even Lamar. Like, how about this for a situation, uh, Nando? I have, obviously, you know all my Lamar Jackson teams, right? And it's funny, I sit there every week and Daniel Jones is a backup on three of these big teams that I have Lamar Jackson on. And each week for like the last seven, eight weeks, I go to Lamar Jackson and I don't even think twice, okay? And I feel like every week Daniel Jones outscores Lamar Jackson. You know, like it's every week and each week I just sit there and I look at Lamar Jackson's 16 points, 18 points, whatever. And it's like I look at my bench and it's Daniel Jones, 27, 25, 28, this past week, 30. Like, how many other people out there are doing this? 
And and I bring this up because of that Daniel Jones thing that he's never played for me on these teams with Lamar as the starter. But I also have a big team that Lamar Jackson is the starter. And who's my backup? Dak Prescott. Okay? And you might say, well, how the hell does that happen? But in this particular high-stakes league, Dak was dropped when he got hurt yep. early in the season. And the following week, I said, you know what? Let me throw a couple bucks on Dak, and I'll hold him because Lamar had a, a late uh, bye week of week 10, I think it was. I said, by the time Lamar uh, Dak gets back healthy, he'll fill in for my Lamar bye week. And that's what I did. I just carried Dak the whole time. But these last couple weeks since Lamar Jackson came off his bye, I watched Dak put up numbers, and Lamar, I still go to him as my starter. Now, that just might be bad fantasy managing by myself, which I'm guilty of this season, and I'm doing it a lot of. But at some point, when do we throw the towel in here and just turn it over to these other guys that are putting up consistent 25-point-plus games at quarterback? So if I'm saying the question is, this week, Dak at home versus this Giants beat-up defense, or you look over and Lamar is playing in Jacksonville, who would you go to? Well, let me tell you a story, actually, a true story about me. And we, you know, we haven't brought up guillotine leagues at all. I don't know if you played in any of those. You probably, I get, all right, stupid question. You haven't, right? So Paul Charchi no, uh, started guillotineleagues.com, guillotine league, guillotineleagues.com. Mm-hmm. I know all about it. Then you go ahead and tell the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. No, so, no, no, I, 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 you're explaining to me like I, like I didn't know. I, so, I know uh, what they it's are. It's a cool site, actually. Okay. Actually, the site is very, very, like, smooth. It's like, uh, I don't know if people play it on Flea Flicker, but it's like that kind of smooth. Like, you just click a button, you move, like, it goes. Um, shout out to guillotineleagues.com. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm in a league with, uh, you know, like, I think it's some of his friends, and so, like, you know, like Joe Pizzapia just got cut this week. So, like, there's a bunch of industry people in it. And Paul did this thing where he tweeted, so I didn't know, I saw it the next day, Lamar Jackson was released. Uh, and I just assumed it was his team that, you know, that lost. So I bid like 220 or something on him. This is like three weeks ago. Next highest bid, I think, was 11. Um, I've had a weird, like, last year I did it and I sucked. This year I've kind of gotten, like, I figured some things out the way I wanted to play. And I'm, you know, I'm still alive, obviously. But Paul tweets out, like, the next day, uh, I did an ambush drop of Lamar Jackson to try and pull some money out of the league. And, uh, you know, here's here are the results. And there, <laughs> there was me with my 223 and the next guy with 11. Uh, I was pretty excited to get him. Like, I, I still think, like, he's going to run for a lot of yards. I think he'll be fine, like, you know, once they hit a groove at some point, maybe into the playoffs. Um, but. I don't know. I don't know about that. Typical Nando move. Uh, I had Daniel Jones as my starter last week over Lamar Jackson. Did not realize that out. until after the lineup lock. <laughs> When was the Ravens by? Well, you know what it is? All my other teams, all my other teams are on. So, you know, I'll do like my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, like pickups, all that stuff. Um, But, you know, like Saturday night and Sunday morning, I will go through all my bookmarks, all my leagues that are bookmarked, and I'll just go boom, boom, you know, just go through everything. Like make my decisions, you know, take like like, like a nice 45 minutes to an hour under the covers so the light doesn't wake up the baby. Look at the draft boards. Uh, no, I'm making all the moves for my teams. And I just don't have guillotine leagues bookmarked for some reason. Um, and it hits me at the last second. I'm like, oh, crap, guillotine league, crap. So anyway, uh, I started Daniel Jones over Lamar Jackson by accident. 
essentially, and it worked out. So that exact scenario wow. you painted happened to me, and I'm like, oh, that was... it worked. And now I don't know, like next week. Okay, so wait, so so the moral of the story is you just did it. The advice is what? Forget about your. No, team the advice is going forward. Is... I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I, I like I would start Lamar Jackson. Like I'm gonna, I went in and immediately changed Lamar Jackson for this week. So like. Well, now, yeah, but I'm saying that. But that's yeah, the problem. That's a conundrum. Now, I don't think D- Daniel Jones isn't in the picture now, but when Daniel Jones was rolling, at some point I should have turned and said, you know what, let's just go with the hot hand. How many times am I going to take this Lamar Jackson? Right, but not People everybody's start, in your This scenario. has been actually – no, but you know what's funny? It's – you know, I've been complaining on the, on our show here for like, what, the last four weeks about Lamar Jackson? And I feel like nobody's realized. I tweeted this yesterday, and now I see a lot of people talking negatively on Lamar Jackson today and yesterday. It's it's just funny, and I don't know if people really had come around to it or have noticed it. It's just Lamar. And then now I see like our boy Frankie Stanfield tweeted yeah. something out today, and I said, oh, let me remember this for the show." And it was like Lamar Jackson hasn't finished higher than QB nine since week three. That was one tweet that I saw, and I was like, "Wow!" And then another one was uh, I think I, I think our other boy Mike Florio, um, I think he tweeted it out like yesterday. It was, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's touchdowns in the first three weeks, rushing or passing, he had twelve touchdowns. Since then, he's had a combined seven. So that's weeks four through eleven, seven touchdowns. The guy averages one touchdown a week. Like he's been like I don't think people realize how bad he's actually been. And I but think you're gonna bench him. You're maybe, gonna bench him for Matt Ryan. If you're a Lamar, and that's the week he has four touchdowns and one rushing. No, I mean let's talk like actual. You know, that's just a stupid fantasy move. You got to live and die with Lamar Jackson for a Matt Ryan. I'm talking, you know, like a Daniel Jones is actually fantasy QB ten on the season right now. Like, that's something that you consider. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan could give you a five any any particular week or be benched. So I bring up the Dak versus Lamar. I, to me, people at home right now listening should be like, Chris, this isn't even, like, a question. Like, it should be Dak. And maybe I just got to come to grips with what we talked about last week on the show is sometimes we don't want to take our losses. We don't, you know, our ego gets involved, and it's like, no, Lamar's my QB1. He was my fifth-round pick. I'm sticking with Lamar. And you know what? You just keep eating the below-average weeks. And sure, it's like when you watch them, I hate watching the Ravens now. I loved watching them in September. I don't know. But he takes off and he runs. And at the end of the day, it's like, ah, oh, Lamar, he ran for 70, 80 yards. Great. But in the pass game, it's like an empty 160 yards passing and maybe one touchdown. And it all adds up to... 15, 16 fantasy points. And it's like, damn, I could get that anywhere. This isn't what I'm signed up for when you get Lamar Jackson. You want those spike 40-point fantasy weeks that like we were getting the first three, four weeks of the season. But every week, it's like 20 points or less. And right before you're about to like throw the towel in and maybe go to your backup, he threw out like a 26-point game. And then he comes right back to these 15, 16-point games. I just... Moral of the story is not that I just think that maybe you go with the hot offenses. And I think I just convinced myself here. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, I think I gotta start yeah. going with Dak. I think it I think it's the smart move. I mean, it's you know, I'm sure this is the week now Lamar goes for forty fantasy points. Yeah, but, but if Dak gets you thirty four, I mean, he, you know, then okay. 
I mean, what, what's what's more likely to happen is my is my argument here is is Dak going to give you thirty like a, a comfortable thirty of two eighty passing and three touchdown passes with some rushing yards give you thirty fantasy points or is Lamar capable of giving you an eighteen or twenty in this shit Raven offense? He's got no receivers. Demarcus Robinson, I can't believe that game that he put up. He's going to be a hot name on yeah. waivers tonight. Everyone's going to be throwing money at Demarcus uh, Robinson. He's a great candidate to come exactly, right he's back gonna, the following yeah, nothing. week and give two exactly. for 13, you know, and then Kyle you know Pitt, what's going to happen in a season like this. DeVernier is going to go seven for 160 and two bomb touchdowns and going to be in nobody's lineup for the Ravens because he's been a complete bust since everybody anointed him, the wide receiver one for the Ravens. Um it's just it's a tough call. Lamar Jackson owner's got to be frustrated, and you know I think my Lamar Jackson teams were at the top of the standings at the end of September, and now they're in the middle of the pack. So it's it's a tough, sad story for Lamar Jackson owners. But you guess what? They're but they're there. winning. That's the problem. Is no. they're like four and two of their last six. They're winning. They're playing shit teams. I mean, but they're I winning. Think like, a, if, you're the, if you're the coaches, would you be like, hey, change it up, Lamar? We need some more. We need some more passing yards gonna... and touchdowns. For no. No, I mean, listen, it's, it was, the game was 3-3 going into the fourth quarter. Like, they can't be sitting there going, everything's great, we're winning, you know? It's it's a crap offense. It's slow, it's boring, it's it's methodical, it's just, it's, it's a mess. And all you're hoping for as a Lamar owner is that he, you know, he, he keeps the keeps the ball on a QB rollout and he runs down the field right. for 30, 40 yards right. once a quarter. And at the end of the game, it's 100-something rushing yards, and he gets in the end zone more than once. And it's like a decent fantasy game. But we're hanging on to too much here to, to get us to where we're trying to be with Lamar. So we got to look elsewhere. Anyway, you said Kyle Pitts, and I think it's ironic. We, we can't leave tonight without talking about Kyle Pitts and how the Kyle Pitts nightmare is finally over. You know, it sucks that he got hurt. Uh, it's terrible. He'll bounce back and be healthy for next year, I'm sure. But, man, now none of us Kyle Pitts owners have to even make that decision anymore of just just like Lamar, forcing him into our lineup and keeping him there because we're scared to bail before the big week. And every now and then when we want to give up on Kyle Pitts because he gives back-to-back two-catch 10-yard games, he'll throw in that 5-for-40 in a touchdown type game that makes you think, all right, is he turning the corner only to come right back for a, another two for 15 right. type game. So listen, uh, you know, as a lot of these guys like Kyle Pitts, I can't imagine too many of us Kyle Pitts owners have teams that are up at the top of the standings or in um, playoff, you know, I'm actually doing uh, all right at Kyle Pitts team. Well, then you must have a lot of Let me pull this team up. Actually, him. you might, you might enjoy know. this. This is a home league, obviously, and it's got weird scoring. You know, I, I think I, I was texting uh, with oh, shout out to, uh, my high-stakes <laughs> friends. Is, the Chris Vaccaro bingo card. And I was texting with my high-stakes friends and uh, about DJ Moore and, and now with the QB change with your boy Sam Darnold. And it's like, you know what? Great, but is this going to turn around DJ Moore's season? Could it make it any and worse? If it is, it's too late. No, I'm just saying. Like, Remember in, in the beginning of the season, Last year, Darnold, he's a one QB read. He's just a one no, read quarterback. To be fair, okay. his offensive line. Was, just, hold on. Actually, I got something. I hope everyone's listened to the one hour and 10th okay. minute. 
because I actually have something great here. Uh, from is that how far we're in? From we're Aaron, in an hour it doesn't 10? feel like it, does it? Uh, Aaron Reese, uh, who was a Houston Texans writer, he's now an editor for us. Um, oh, I gotta find okay. this. Yeah, I, I was reading. He sends like this amazing. So True Media, like, I don't know if you've gone on True Media. I know you have access to it if you ever want it. But True Media is like this amazing, like, PFF style. Some would say better than PFF style. Nando, get to anyway, the point. I am. I'm, I'm stalling because I'm scrolling to find the uh, the Panthers game. Oh, just perfect for our listeners. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, what, anyway, what Sam Darnold. Hey, Chris, what's your favorite season, man? Well, I tried to go, go off the fantasy top. Any like chance? You always shout out to Aaron Reese. Any chance Sam Darnold could have more success mm-hmm. behind this year's Panthers line? The Panthers have allowed the Panthers have allowed pressure at NFL's second lowest rate, twenty five point eight percent. But the QBs have also averaged the eighth fastest time to throw. Last season, the Panthers allowed pressure on thirty seven point six percent of Darnold's dropbacks, and he averaged two point seven five seconds to throw. Panthers two point six one second average time to throw is the slowest of any offense overseen by Ben McAdoo. His offenses have averaged 2.5 seconds to throw. Sorry to our listeners. Uh, the point was, Darnold's a one-read quarterback, okay? And that's why he focused in on DJ Moore. So last year, in the beginning of the season, then teams started figuring it out come week four, and if DJ Moore got taken away from him, Darnold ran. Remember in the beginning of the year, Darnold had all those rushing touchdowns, and he was putting up big fantasy numbers? I mean, he scored I mean, like four rushing touchdowns it, in the first just, three weeks, right? Yeah, that's a, you know, because it would be like, is DJ Moore open? I'm throwing to him. If not, I'm taking off and running. Like, he didn't have Dante Foreman last is year. Is he going to pick that up? That's actually very rude. Listen. Aaron Reese went out of his way to set up these statistics. And you made fake snoring noises through it. I didn't. I, I was. It wasn't a knock to Aaron Reese. It was actually towards you eating up. Uh, you know, the, uh, interpret those stats that I gave you because I think they actually mean something. All right. No, you might be right. I'm I don't joking. think you are. You know, um, listen, listen no. the point. No, I didn't. But my point was, you know, the DJ Moore owners. How could you be in a good position in your league? It's too little, too late. Like we're going into week twelve. What's your DJ Moore team? I doubt it's. You know, I doubt it's nine and two, eight and three. This guy was your third or second round pick, unless you hit on everything around you, or you know, you're a loaded team all the way around, and you bench DJ Moore early, and you're the you know, you filled in with Chris Olave. Those are the only situations where you're really going to be excited to bring DJ Moore back here with Sam Darnold at quarterback. And and who's to say Sam Darnold, you know, is the answer? He just he's just on the quarterback carousel here of garbage quarterbacks they have. You know, Baker's absolute trash. Thank God that you know how many more times it, he's got to be out of the league next year. I mean, how many more chances can this guy get? It's just not happening. Uh, you know, the P.J. Walker experiment lasted, you know. Well, he got as hurt. Long he got hurt. Have. And now they're like, all right, well. And now they're back to Darnold. So let's see what Darnold has again. It's a different team uh, this year, so man. It's, it's, it's not, not Matt Rule. This is a Ben McAdoo offense, not a Matt Rule offense anymore. And they got a better oh, offensive line. Ben McAdoo, greatest. No, you're right. Ben McAdoo's had so oh, much you're right. success. He's, this Carolina Panthers team has completely turned around since Steve Wilkes took over and let McAdoo play call. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? This Carolina what Panthers doing? team has Wait. completely turned around. Right. What was the score this past oh, week? Seven. What'd they do this past week? How's the Wait, what did McAdoo's offense do? All right, do so you're allowed a couple stink. You're allowed a couple, stink, you're allowed a couple stinkers. Okay. 
Let me uh, tell you this yeah, Kyle Pitts team that I got. <laughs> Quarterback, it's a super flex league, right? My quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers, Tua Tagovailoa, of course, Geno Smith, and Deshaun Watson waiting in the wings. Do you start? Do you start Tua and Geno every week? I do. Bench Actually, Aaron yeah, Rodgers? I do. Doing yes. First question. All right, uh, good for you. Go ahead. My running backs are right now like set up for this week. Oh, I can't. Kenyon can't Drake and Austin you. Eckler. My it's two wide receiver league, not a three. Uh, Devontae Adams, and Debo Samuel are my wide receivers. My tight end was Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's empty right now. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. Uh, Jake Elliott yeah. is my kicker, and the Bears are my defense. Like you care, so I'm I'm a bench. I got your defense. Well, I mean, uh, right now I got Deontay um, Ford on my bench. I got future. Yeah, yeah. You got some. You got some. Lee. You got some guys. This I got Antonio year, Gibson, who's who's helping me get through about. a couple weeks too. Well, why is Gibson on your bench and Drake? Is Drake's in, gonna have a better game against Jackson. I would have Gibson over Drake. Uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'm gonna do it so I can blame you if something bad happens. Well, no, you I'm, gotta I'm, assume. Right. Oh, you you could blame me. I mean, Antonio Gibson has the Falcons this week, and he's playing a ton. He looks like the lead back again, and Gibson is a top twenty fantasy running back for me. Yeah, going Antonio forward. Gibson versus um, Kenyon Drake. I like that Washington. Team. Write that down for the notes. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have. Most likely going to have Gus Edwards back this week after surprisingly uh, not being ready this past week and disappointing all his Gus, o- uh, Gus o- Edwards owners. Um, I would go right. Gibson over I'll Drake do it. For sure. But listen, uh, the moral of the story is you just hit on something that I was talking about earlier. There are certain teams where if you have a combination of certain guys, you're going to be in the top. We can weather the Kyle Pitts storm is the point of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you weathered the Kyle Pitts storm. So you took Kyle Pitts a couple points. But guess what? You're hitting people with the Tua, Eckler, Devontae Adams, Trino Smith right there. And even even like Debo has some has had some spike weeks like you know like this week he had a great week but Debo's been down he he hasn't put up huge numbers he's had his ups and downs this year week in and week out uh, production wise but when you have players like that that's that's all you need like you know there's a small collection if you're the two a team with uh, you know a couple good receivers or an Eckler or a Derrick Henry uh, you know. That's it. You can overcome these bust picks because there's been so many bad bust picks this year in draft. Let me ask you a question. Um, Here are my tight end options. Do you want to do you want to help me pick a guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, I have a dollar of fab left, and there is there are zero bids allowed. I spent eighty two on Dante Foreman. Mike, (laughs) it worked. Hey. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he's got 300 yard games. Oh, by the way, that completes that completes Nando right. Bingo. Mike Jasicki, uh, the week Evan again. Ingram, Logan go. Thomas, Juwan Johnson, Austin Hooper, Will Disley, uh, Isaiah Lakeley's in there. Uh, I guess someone picked up your. I guess someone picked up your right, guy Trey McBride. Yeah. Wait, somebody picked up Trey McBride, but yet Evan Ingram. Well, Ingram and, was on a buy, um, so someone else dropped him. Wait. Well, that's your new starting tight end right there, if not um, Jawan Johnson. See, Jawan Johnson, let's talk about Jawan Johnson real quick. I got two fab remaining. Should I I put all two on? I want to talk. Let's get on. Yes. But you have some options there. There was another guy that, uh, you know who who is a sneaky good pick uh, up at tight end? I did it last week for a dollar, actually, in my biggest league where I lost Zach Ertz. I'm shocked I got him because I have not that much money left. And I was great to see his game, but Logan Thomas. Oh, yeah, nice. 
Uh, Logan Thomas came out. He had five for 65 um, on my bench because I went with uh, Mc, uh, what do you call it? Kid from Arizona. Why am I forgetting his name? Right? Trey, Mc, uh, Trey McBride. <laughs> you mean the guy we were just uh, talking I about? I went with Trey Mc... No, I know, but I blanked on his name. Uh, Trey McBride. And see, I told you about this team, Nando, and I my yep. tight ends got wiped out yeah. and I lost Zach Ertz. I actually told I Craig Custance, and uh, one of our editors, to pick up Trey McBride this week and said, Chris Vaccaro says pick him up. So I picked up. No, well, I mean, listen. He, he, four, you know what? He was four cake, for 40. So, I mean, four for, he caught. Uh, four for, uh, no, he was. No, four for four. Yeah, four 15 for 15. Yards. He was like four <laughs> for 15 yards. He caught a couple small balls. I don't my high my hopes aren't that high for him. Now let's see. In this Arizona I'm going all over the place, but in this Arizona offense, I'm a little worried. Rondell Moore leaves. See, the Cardinals are an interesting team right now, Nando, because Rondell Moore got hurt with a hamstring injury. Uh they're going into week twelve. They have a week thirteen bye. So you have to expect Rondell Moore doesn't play this week on a obviously. short week. Obviously, yeah. he's gonna be out. Okay. But the kid Dorch also got hurt. Oh, the, Dorch got hurt, and he's going for an X-ray on his hand, no. which can't be good. But here comes Hollywood Brown, who we thought might have been activated and ready for the Monday night game. So you got to figure maybe he gets activated, and all of a sudden this offense is a dream now. If you're the Hollywood Brown owner once again, he might come back into a situation where Kyler Murray is back under center, okay? And it's Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins are the only like healthy receivers, and if that's the case. You know, this could be a, a late push again for all of us that enjoyed Hollywood Brown in, in September. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting him back. But the point of that was Trey McBride here might be written right out of this offense. I can't see him producing big numbers. So on that particular team, for a couple bucks, I picked up Noah Fant as he was heading into his bye week. Because, you know, uh, fantasy players, we don't like to bid on players going into their bye week so you can always get them on the cheap but knowing that i just lost zach Ertz, i was trying to play the long game so here i am i pick up noah fans i pick up trey mcbride and i picked up logan thomas because i don't care you can you know i've talked about this on other shows you know you could fantasy fantasy shame people all you want but i'm just trying to get one of these guys to emerge and be like a weekly set set it and forget it type tight end and maybe I have that with Logan Thomas now. I always liked Logan Thomas. He's been banged up these last couple of years. He got hurt. He, he tore his, uh, I believe it was the ACL. He, you know, he came back mid-season here. Looked like he re-injured himself again. But the way he looked this past week in this offense, you know, if he's a 5 for 50 guy every week, I'll take my 10, 12 points and maybe he gets in the end zone. But I like that Washington offense. Uh, so, you know, Logan Thomas or Evan Ingram for you, uh, that's the case. That that would be the guy that I. Uh, those. Would Let be me the ask guys you a question, uh, a wider ranging question that won't be vague. At this point, if you still have it, like I know a lot of trade deadlines happen like Black Friday, like this week coming up later. How hard would you go if you're sitting in like, not even like my particular situation, but a similar one where you're like you've just been kind of like, not getting killed by your tight end, but like you know like seven eight points here and there. Everybody's getting how much would, by their tight end. Everybody's how much would you give up the trade for a tight end? What a great question. 
What do you mean? How much would you give to? I, well, I mean, Trey like, for would you like tight end? Come on, give me a name, Nando. That's just, you it's know, not a bad, a bad question. question. It's, it's like, would you want to get like? I, all right, if Put you want to go after Travis Kelsey, it. I don't think the Travis Kelsey owner is going to go at, right. You can't exactly. go after Travis Thank Kelsey. You. Yeah, I know you can't. Uh, okay, so for our listeners at home, if you're the Travis you Kelsey the owner, world. any trade, any trade that no. comes in that says hi before the deadline, I want to trade for your Travis Kelsey. And you're the and you're in the playoffs with Travis Kelsey. You don't even look at the names. Yep. You hit reject. There's one untradeable commodity in fantasy this year. It's not Mark it's Ad- you wouldn't Kelsey. put Mark Andrews in there. If team? you trade, no, right. no, he's not in Travis Kelsey's class. As a matter of fact, that brings me to our point. I wanted to talk about our weekly tight end conversation. Yeah. Okay, but it, this is an amazing number. I don't know if you've know these numbers now let me uh, speaking of travis kelsey travis kelsey has 233 nffc fantasy points at the tight end position 233 do you know who's in second place no who let me get this up because i don't even want to mess mo alley cox all right that's you being stupid mark andrews do you know what his number do you know how much how many fantasy uh, points he has? 184. Wow. 133. That's a 100. That's how big yeah. of an advantage yeah. it is to have Travis Kelsey. I don't think people understand. They just know, all right, he's so you're saying go here. All right, how know. about this? If your tight end is sucked. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, let me try. Right, right, I was looking for my notes, and I just found it. Okay. Travis Kelsey, tight end one this year, 223 PPR points. Tight end two is Mark Andrews, who's great. And if you have him, God bless you. 133 fantasy points. Okay, so that's a 90-point advantage from tight end one to tight end two. Okay? Tight end six is George Kittle. He's got 98 fantasy points. That's the guy I think I'd go after in trades. I wouldn't. Okay, and I love George Kittle, and I love what if you're he did starting my like, fantasy team last night. Right. Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. And I'll tell you, and I'll get to that point in a minute. But I can't tell you. I don't know if we've. I, I thought back to last year. Okay, if you remember the first six weeks, seven weeks of the season. Okay, how Derrick Henry was dominating fantasy. Okay, all the fantasy. It was such an advantage. Yeah. If you had Derrick Henry, you couldn't beat that fantasy team, okay? And and in the long run, in, in high stakes, if you had Derrick Henry, you know, you might as well just, if you didn't have Derrick Henry, you could forget it. He was going to win everybody all the money and he was going to be on every team. And then he got hurt. That's what we're dealing with this year with Travis Kelsey. That's how big of an advantage it is at the tight end position. We're sitting here and I'm over here, you know, and I'm throwing out my guys here, Noah Fant, a Logan Thomas, blah, blah, blah. These are these are guys that I'm just hoping give me ten point hoping give me a ten point fantasy week, Nando. Okay, the Travis Kelsey owners in each league are sitting back and laughing. This guy gave thirty six fantasy points the other night. Now I know that's not going to happen every week, but the guy's a consistent twenty plus every week with the spike game of a thirty. Okay, he's he's so far and above every other tight end and an advantage. Okay. Even Mark Andrews, okay? 
And Mark Andrews, if you have Andrews, you're the, it's the only shot because Andrews is the only like other guy that could give you that 20-something point game you know, most weeks. You know, And, and I know you want to say George Kittle, but trust me, the George Kittle 4.5 point weeks are going to be there just as many times as the 20 points. But if you're the guy like who's been starting night. like, or girl, who's been starting like Kate Otten, you know what I mean? Like, like you're chasing this Kate Otten, Robert right. Tunyon, Hayden Hurst train, yeah. and you, or you just thought Kyle Pitts, or, you know, like, I don't know, Noah Fonts, Dalton Schultz, well, Dalton Schultz, let's leave my mm-hmm. hands. But, like, wouldn't you be like, hey, this George Kittle owner is like, four, okay. yeah, right? Like, I know what let you're me saying. give, like, I know what you're saying. What tight ends would you try and get out of this tight end doldrum? And right, and I can go just like, after if you're right. George Kittle team, the rest right. of the way. I'm okay. And you're with not going to get. I'll give you okay. It's yeah. a okay. That's a good question because guess what? You know, like I said, you're not going to go and offer the Travis Kelsey right. anything. The Travis Kelsey only laugh. What if you give Jonathan Taylor Most for likely Travis the Mark Kelsey? Andrews? Yeah, Travis Kelsey. I would laugh really? at the Jonathan Taylor owner. There, there wow. is absolutely, absolutely. I guess you're right. What's your backup? What's your backup to Travis no, no, Kelsey? You, because you're not. No, because you no, you're wrong. You're not looking at this right from a fantasy person's. There is an advantage. Look, I understand what you're saying. Jonathan yeah. Taylor's great. Jonathan Taylor's great. But you know what? You look at everyone else in the league's running backs. Who's got Eckler? Who's got Barkley? Who's got Henry? There's not that big of an advantage, if an advantage at all. Okay, you look at twelve fantasy teams in the league. You have the Kelsey owner, and that huge advantage over the other 11 owners. So every week, no matter what team you're playing, if you're the Kelsey owner, you already have the huge advantage over the player, the person you have. The Jonathan Taylor isn't, the Jonathan Taylor owner isn't saying that to anybody he plays. He's going to face the Eckler owner one week, the Henry owner, this guy, that Josh Jacobs owner. There's plenty of running backs that are, that are good. Okay, Jonathan Taylor is going to have his 14-point week, his 15. Jonathan Taylor is not a locked-in 30, 35 fantasy points every week. There's only one cheat code in fantasy this year, and it's Travis Kelsey. So, no, there isn't any fantasy player at any position that you could trade for Travis Kelsey. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All. We've crossed the 90-minute uh, threshold. And we're still go. going. And we're still going. Uh, Mark Andrews, okay, isn't uh, – nobody's going to – uh, let you trade for that Mark Andrews either, okay? So to answer your question, what you're asking is what tight yeah. ends would you go after to be an upgrade over the whole mishmash of garbage? Hawkinson is one. Kittle is two. Dalton Schultz is three. Those are the three tight ends that I would try yeah. and link on uh, link on to uh, that I think could give me, like, you know, 15 fantasy would points. Would you take Debo? Uh, most him? weeks. I know every league is different, whatever, whatever, but is that value level like almost the same? Would I take Debo? If if I'm the – I wouldn't trade Debo for Dalton Schultz. No, I'm talking like guys that you could try and work out right. a, a trade with. Maybe the Hawkinson owner – got to understand, Hawkinson was an eighth or ninth rounder, so the Hawkinson owner might right, also right. be the Comet owner. You know, he might have got Comet in the 15th to back up his Hawkinson. Matter of fact, I had a ton of teams that were Hawkinson, Comet. Okay, I was just stupid enough to drop Komet at certain points. But if I happen to hold on to it, maybe I'm the guy that's like, all right, I'm weak at my RB2 spot. I'll trade you my TJ Hawkinson, and I'll ride with my Cole Komet as my new starting tight end. I could get by. Maybe Njoku is his backup tight end who's now back and healthy. I'll ride with Njoku, and I'll trade my Komet, uh, I'll trade my Hawkinson or Kittle 
and get another piece at another position and, and not feel the impact of trading this guy. But you don't do that with a Kelsey or Andrews because that's too big of a, you know, there is no lateral move to those guys. So I'm trying to think of any other tight ends. I don't think so. Um, you know, there, there isn't really any unless I'm forgetting any. Um, I'm going through them too in my head. I think we're okay. No. I think we're safe. No, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah th that's it. Um, so uh, those are, that's it. You know, that's just that big of an advantage. And now you take, I don't even want to mention them with these other guys, but, you know, the, the topic was Kyle Pitts in the beginning. It's funny that we drafted Kyle Pitts that we thought would compete with Kelsey and Mark Andrews right there. We had no reason Epsilon, to think otherwise. It obviously, uh, <laughs> it, it just didn't work out. It was a complete bust pick. But, hey, he's just another name now. That as bad as he was, he, we were still ranking him as a top 12 tight end one every week. Take him out of the player pool now. So now that owner has to go find uh, a tight end. And those are some of the names that we just mentioned that could probably fill in for you. You know, Logan Thomas for me is the guy that I would be focusing on that's actually available in a lot of leagues this week because nobody had him on their radar really. Uh, he was banged up. <clears throat> You know, he came back for a week, put up some numbers, went back out. Going into last week, he was questionable with a rib injury, but he played and he looked good. And now, like I said, I like this offense. And the other guy would be Noah Fan. Uh, you know, uh, and I like that Seattle offense. He could play the uh, the third, uh, you know, the third uh, role in that pass game behind Metcalf and Lockett. It's a fun offense. You know, there's some fun offenses. I talk about the Browns every week, the Dolphins. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks offense the rest of the way is going to be a fun offense to, to focus in on fantasy-wise with Walker, Metcalf, Lockett. These are good pieces that are yeah. right up there. Yeah. You know? Man. Mm. What a mess. This whole tight end landscape. <laughs> yeah, How about this? I know you're not going to two I know hours, but we should, really should try and wrap this up a little bit. Is it the Welsh is going to have mm -hmm. a long night? I actually don't think I don't know if he listens to the entire right. thing. I think he just makes sure the levels are okay. That's what I do. When I edit podcasts, I just make sure all the spikes oh. are on the same level. That's it. I know we I know we went a, a little long. It's Thanksgiving though, man. Like yeah, you know. Fast forward. People could fast forward through your uh, reading. Can you just put that in the uh, the headlines when you send it out of uh, your five minutes of uh, reading off of uh, the Sam Darnold Carolina offensive line? Who do you as well like as less? My uh, favorite weeks of the. Favorite weeks of the like year. Less, uh, Michael guess, Salfino uh, or Aaron Reese? Uh, right. I like them both very much. How about that? For PC uh, answer. I can see why Salfino gets on. <laughs> All right, man. Stop drinking and finish the show. <laughs> hey, do you know who the number 12 is? Uh, you know no, wait. wait okay. Last thing I want to say, because I have it written down with, with Kelsey, though. And, and it's crazy. It You're just, right. I'm sure a lot of people are going to really appreciate this advice on the guy who everyone's starting. Go ahead. No, this isn't it. This isn't advice. This is a statement. So you're a wise ass. But uh, FFPC scoring, and I haven't. I, I don't play over at FFPC. Okay. Now I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with I, FFPC. Yeah, I know all the guys not there, though, right. But their rules. You ever heard of the PWC? Their rules are. I have. The, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> such a bad joke. It's actually great if you know who they anyway, are. Anyway, I don't know. 
anyway. How about the WCOFF? I was just wondering. For our, our listen, come on, dude. Our listeners listening at home that play FFPC, I'm talking about how big of an advantage Travis Kelsey is, but in FFPC scoring, it's one and a half points for tight ends, and that's like their thing, you know, scoring-wise, FFPC. I can only imagine Travis Kelsey, like the advantage that Travis Kelsey owners have after what I just said with the, you know, 233 points, the next one being Andrews at 133. Like, how big of an advantage in those leagues must Travis Kelsey be? I see how big it is an advantage in the NFFC and in home leagues. I can only imagine FFPC. I, you probably can't even fathom winning this year in FFPC without Travis Kelsey. So that's something that I was thinking of before, and I was like, damn, you know, think about it. 223 points in NFFC scoring, but it's one and a half receptions. So however, I don't even know how many catches he has, but... You get an extra half yeah. a point for tight ends in that thing. Kelsey just must be so far and away the biggest advantage in, in their leagues this year that you can't beat those Travis Kelsey teams in, in each league. They have to be like in first and second place. Man. Uh, All right, let's go. Do you have well, one thing. Uh, do you know who the number 12 over the last three weeks? Do you yeah, know who, the, well, who has the 12th most receiving yards? Among tight ends? Uh, sorry, wide receivers? The 12th most receiving yards? <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. For wide receivers? I mean, I, I'm obviously never going to guess this. Think about it. Think about no, it. No, I won't. Think about no. it. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Ah, you wanted to go out on a high. I, listen, you're not going to you're not gonna get me to... Poo poo Donovan. Well, we did. I think Jones. you and all your friends I laughed a ton at him. Uh, preseason. Yeah. In August we did. In August we did. But right now, you know that's you probably awesome. you probably turned a lot of people off to Donovan Peoples Jones in the preseason because you you and your friends bullied me out Rondo. of. Though I started him this past week on I my go biggest find that team clip and play it for you next week. That he's he's on one of my biggest te- he's on two of my three biggest teams right now as a matter of fact and I started him in both, uh, so you don't have to. I'm I'm loving DPJ, DPJ. Go get your DPJ, sandwich, whatever. Come All on. these OPP, OPP, DPJ, OBJ. All these initials. Uh, you know, for the longest time, I thought OPP actually stood for other people's property. That's how you want to go out tonight, Nando? I think it's uh, Thanksgiving. Did you? Uh, what did you think it stood for? I hope I hope all our... Uh, right. I won't go there. I knew it. Well, in the there. song, you said... Uh, I hope all our... Cents I know we went a little long tonight. I know we went for... Uh, Shout out Joey Brown. Tonight, but, Shout uh, out Brian Caputo. Shout out Paulie P. Anyone you want to shout out for Thanksgiving? All our listeners. All right. <laughs> okay, Pastor. Great. Hope everybody enjoys their uh, Thanksgiving. Great day. Family. Food. Fun. Football. Focaccia. Fun. Nando. Nando at home. <laughs> no, COVID. I don't have it. Actually, Watching the Thanksgiving technically I don't parade. have it anymore. The kids do. Uh, well, We're just I still in quarantine. We're still in quarantine. I hope the kids... I hope the kids feel better. I'm sorry that you don't get to spend it with uh, your whole 
entire family watching soccer, watching yeah, exactly, yeah. long soccer games and texting me 20 minutes later after one of you guys <laughs> scores. <laughs> hey, Austin Hooper scored, I, I see. You did it. That was two you quarters ago. I said the crap on Austin Hooper, man. You did not have to. You didn't have I to do it. I can tell you're not watching the All game. All I was reading off though. was the percentage owned. When you're whatever, see the highlight on the NFL Network twenty minutes after. Hey, guess what? I made the playoffs. Hey, that I made the Scott Fishbowl playoffs, like big time. Like we were like there fifteen. Who was running your? Team? Actually, yeah, my my boss's son. He's my Can assistant GM. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your bosses. He yeah, actually. Stopped us from drafting Geno Smith. Yeah. Wow. How did you? I bought him four weeks in. I bought him a Geno Smith rookie card, sent it to him, (laughs) and said, "Remember, he's a." It's like giving. It's like giving. He's a senior in high school. uh, They're bad. (laughs) You sit on this Geno. You sit on this Geno Smith. No, I actually card, wrote like son. I wrote him a nice note. And when I you said, get out of college, you buy your first. I said, car listen, as you go it. off to college, uh, always. Oh man, it was a great. It was something like, and take these Pokemon. No, cards it was like always too. believe in. Oh man, I can't remember now. It was one of those always hey, like, dude, stick, wait, stick I, to the guys. You I know believe you're trying in. to wrap like, you know, this don't up. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Did you? God, did you hear about the uh, who was the NFL player that just retired yesterday? But the the funny part of the story was he retired a day after he. Sold oh yeah, the Raiders, a, the Raiders guy, yeah. Pokemon, a rare Pokemon card for five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars, and I said, "Oh my God, I know Nando's going to see this story," and and you didn't bring it up. Well, this isn't a cards <laughs> podcast. That's childish. So, okay, well. Maybe. You know what's going to happen? Because this is such a Nando thing. In five years, five, ten years, you're going to call me from, like, your island that you bought with all your millions of dollars that you made off of all these Pokemon I don't do, cards. I don't do Pokemon cards. Rookie I cards give them away for Halloween. You do. Dude, Chris Vaccaro talks good. about Pokemon cards. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we love you all. And we wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the games. And we'll be yeah. back next, next uh, week. Next next week. I don't know about next year or next week. <laughs> all right. Matter, but we'll, uh, Thanks, everybody. Day, everybody. Uh, we love you. Oh, you, yeah, you do it. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Bye.